beat, yo. It just can't beat that beat, yo. Can't. You're listening to Realism Sports Talk with your host, Terrell Jenkins. What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back. Realism Sports Talk, episode 141. 141. Appreciate y'all watching on YouTube. Listen on Anchor, Spotify. Tommy, my man, GM Tommy, running the Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? Check that out. Thank you for all the new subscribers. Man, it seems like yesterday I was talking about, man, we only got 15 people on here. Now it's 195. Let's get that to 200, man. Spread the word. Keep spreading the word. I appreciate it because I got all the love from Commanders, love for the Mamba, and all the love for my mama. Love you. Love you. Definitely. Because on Relative Sports Talk, we talk about sports from Hall of Famers to the local talent to the big time storylines. But speaking of local talent, next week I will have a guest of magnitude proportions on here. My man Corn that I met through my brother Derek. He is a JMU alumni. He is the biggest JMU fan that I've seen. If y'all go to the games, he's the dude in the front row throwing up the Twizzlers everywhere. That's him. He's going to be on here. He's going to tell me about how he got involved in all the different kind of things. You know, being a JMU alumni, being a, a supporter of it, moving up to the FBS. We're going to talk about all things and going forward, all things also. And my man Jackie, another dude that my brother's hooking it up for me. Hey, it's with who you know, baby. Jackie, we definitely going to do something. I know some basketball, baby. I know some basketball, so we definitely going to get that in. Um, might be able to even get it in with a couple of my boys from the Raw show. We're going we're gonna to check that out. I'm going to hit you back later on after the show. But um, first thing we got to talk about, of course, we're going to talk about the Monday Night Football game. Um, eh. <laughs> it reminded me of one of the old Thursday Night Football games we've had all year. <sighs> but what would you expect? The Steelers-Colts, I mean... On paper, but before the year started, it might have looked better. But and because the Steelers dominated, but then they had to barely hold on to win. I mean, the Colts had zero yards in the first quarter. Zero. They had as many yards as I would have done on the field. Zero. Zero. Matt Ryan, five of thirteen for thirty-six yards in the first half. In the first half. 36 yards, dude. Najee Harris got hurt. Benny Snell came out there. I bet you there was some fantasy waiver wonders with Benny Snell. Um, Jonathan Taylor had another solid game, and he scored another tutty. You know what I'm saying? But what it boils down to, and the reason why I bring this up, well, the first part, of course, because the Steelers won me my parlay, you know, my five-team parlay, which I like that. You know what I mean? Doing all right with that. Because, you know, I wouldn't be happy about the Steelers at all. But... And you got three timeouts. Your team has battled back, Jeff, Saturday. Battled back. Three timeouts. You're on the last drive. Matt Ryan's running. Da, da, da. And then y'all do some Cowboy Dak Prescott stuff. I mean, y'all bumbling around each other. The announcers are talking about, well, maybe they should have caught a timeout there. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know how to be talking. What are you doing, dude? You got three timeouts. You're right there trying to win the game. You coming all the way back. You can come back. Experience. But this is a head coach. There's only a handful of head coaching jobs in the NFL. This is a prestigious thing. And this guy with no experience 
No, nothing gets to come out here. And honestly, they're one and two with them, but they, they could be three and oh. And that's with a game against Philly, who only has one loss, and that was to my commanders. <laughs> but um, they lost by one point. You know what I'm saying? These are gay, these are crucial things. And what bothers me about it is these are I know us playing fantasy football. I was talking to somebody about it the other day. We think about it. We forget that they're human beings. They're humans that have to do things for their lifestyle, for their families, and everything else. Winning and losing matters. Winning and losing matters. So when these people are out there busting their butts, they're diving into trenches and everything else, and you're losing because of, I won't say because of, but certain things that could be handled certain ways with experience. Maybe things would change in different dynamics. Now they can't win the division. They're pretty much done. Done. You got a solid superstar player like Jonathan Taylor out here. Young uncle cover Michael Pittman that we're not going to care about because they're going to be a bottom feeder. You know what I mean? And what's up with the headsets? Everybody got headsets. Communicate with everybody. Ain't nobody want to tell this dude you got three timeouts? Offensive coordinator, before you ran the play that Matt Ryan was going to run or whatever, even if it wasn't planned. When y'all want to say why he's running? Yo, he's running. And you know Matt Ryan can't run like that. He can't run. He look like me trying to run out there. We should call a timeout when he goes down. What are we talking about in the headset? Are we listening to music? Are we listening? I mean, what's going on? Because what nobody communicating about nothing. And I know Jeff Saturday, you know, he's fresh in there, no experience. There's other people around in that organization with them headsets on that could have said something to the dude. So I won't put it all off on Jeff Saturday, but what are we doing, yo? That's some that's some redskin stuff, yo. Like, what are we doing? What are y'all doing? I don't care. Steeler fans are happy. Good job, Pickett. Good job. Yeah, y'all still four and seven, and you're still gonna be below five hundred. And Swole Daddy, you're gonna have to owe me fifty dollars right there on the board. <laughs> So the Steelers making me more money by sucking. Thank you. Ah, oh, that felt good to say. Washington has a better record than the Steelers. Ah, oh, it feels so good to say something like that. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Let's <laughs> stop. Now. All right, look. So I love talking about the big time storylines. It gets me hyped up. But now I got to talk about some big time storylines that shouldn't be big time storylines, and I don't know why they are. Listen. I know we've seen quarterbacks go down and the backups come in and everything. Everybody loves the backup quarterback. Oh, we love that backup quarterback because that first one couldn't do it. Oh, boy. He was a backup for a reason, bro. Like, they're backups for a reason. Like, I mean, maybe in Denver they might want to try their backup because I don't. Anyway, I had to throw a shot at Tommy. Sorry. But you got that PS2 autographed jersey at the game? Congratulations to you, Tommy. You deserve that. That was awesome. It was awesome. But getting back to it, we saw Dak when Dak was out. Cooper Rush played, and they were winning. Huh? Cooper Rush. Huh? Well, it wasn't Cooper Rush doing it. Go look at this. Go look at everything, dude. It wasn't. You know what I'm saying? He did. He managed things, whatever. But he's not a starter for a reason. Is he a good backup? Sure. Why not? It's serviceable for a few games. Cool. Same thing with Heineken. I'm a Washington fan. I enjoy watching him. His moxie. He's out there hype. He gets everybody else hype. But our best wide receiver is not getting the ball in the past two games. He's barely getting any yard. It's no touchdowns. No nothing. He's got two touchdowns on the gear. 
Yeah, you're getting everybody hyped because we're running the ball. Because we're scared you're going to throw a pick because you lob it up like a beer pong shot. That's why. We're running the ball and our defense is making plays and special teams and we're getting turnovers. Washington never was getting turnovers. Will we get them now? Heineke, you're playing your part, but you also cost us a game because we let you throw it against Minnesota. I'm just saying. And last but not least, listen. <laughs> Mike White is <laughs> Mike White is not a dude like that. Stop it. Y'all need to stop it with Mike White, okay? Stop it. Everybody, oh, he looks all oh, he did all this all oh. Okay. But we're comparing him to what Zach Wilson's been looking like. I know on this show and on the Raw show, we've been talking about the Jets. Like, how are they winning? Their offense ain't doing nothing. Nobody's doing anything. How are they winning the games? Same difference. So, so what? Mike White threw the ball. Hey, oh, a couple touchdowns, Mike White. Oh, you're looking good. You played the Bears defense, dude. That might be the worst defense in football. And they just lost one of their best defenders out for the year. Stop it. Stop it. Now, what sucks is they're going to play, play Minnesota now. This coming week, and their secondary sucks too. So he might throw a couple more touchdowns, but he's not it. Stop! Stop it! Stop! I don't want to hear that. Stop it! Stop it! Think about your team that whoever's watching. Think about your team right now. And I say, get rid of your start quarterback and take Mike White. What you gonna say? Exactly. Stop it, please. Stop it. More, more big time storylines that shouldn't be. I mean, to. I mean, dude, like. You know, you got my name, even though you, you you pronounce it wrong. But, like, I mean, am I going to have to come get George Teague to hit you again, dude? You hitting people at CBS? I don't care if you're trying to be a good Samaritan or not. Like, dude, why are you putting yourself in that situation? You're T.O. Like, why are you even putting yourself there? Why? Why Why are you? I know you're talking to a fan. If they're going to do something else, you want to break it up. You can, you can break it up without punching this dude in the face. I'm sure. But nah, you won't get that publicity. If not, you know what I'm saying? You got to get a little storyline saying T.O. back in the news. Man, thinking somebody ain't going to pick you up at 46 or 48 or whatever you are to come play. No, they're not. Dallas don't want you. Dallas don't want you. No, nobody wants you. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Sorry. But somebody that does what that Dallas does wants OBJ. What? Don't nobody care you got kicked off a plane. I don't care. Make your decision already. I don't care. Don't make care what you're doing. So what? You're not Kawhi Leonard, dude, from a few years back. Ain't nobody watching the top free agent. Where is he going to go holding the team's hostages? You're not him, dude. You're not looking at a, a white Bronco running. We're following you around. Stop. Stop it, dude. Go back on your cruise, on your little yacht ship with your little tight shorts on and what all your boys was doing, all your bleach hair. Stop it, dude. Stop it. The only reason why people are paying attention to you right now is because they think that you're going to Dallas and everybody loves Dallas. You know, everybody loves Dallas. So they think you're going there to be the savior. You're going to be the team, the person to put them over the top and they're going to get back to winning Super Bowls. No, they're not, dude. It's all drama. Dallas loves drama. Dallas loves all that. So you can go ahead with the rest of the misfit toys in there with Ewok Zeke and Interception Dak and with his little hip thing that he does, you know, before the games and all that. And, you know, whatever. I don't care. Go there. 
You're still not going to win. You're still not going to win. You're still not going to win. I want you to go there just so I can laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. People might not know that. But let's get to the real big time storylines. And the first big time storyline, of course, my man didn't rub his way back in. I shouldn't have said that, man. I shouldn't have said that. I should have not said that at all. But Mr. Watson, Deshaun Watson is back. He is back. And the NFL knew what they were doing, having his first game be against Houston. I mean, y'all, I hope that they were doing this for publicity to get ratings and not to be, like, trying to throw some shade at him and make him feel a certain kind of way or some kind of un- other underlining thing. I hope it was just like, ooh, that's a big-time storyline. Let's make him play them. And that'll be people who watch that. Because who's going to watch the Texans and the Browns anyway? I hope that was the reason. I'll leave it at that. Hope that was the reason. But what's crazy to me is the some of the accusers are talking about going to the game. And the only reason why I bring that up is because I remember watching some games and people were wearing shirts like Watson needs a rub down or da-da-da-da-da. People are selling them outside the stadium. And then you got these women coming in here that are and, – and, and like I said – Nobody knows exactly what happened except for the people involved. But I feel like the women, if they're going to be out there, something bad could happen. And I don't want to see nothing else bad happen, man. It, it Something crazy could happen, dude. And I'm kind of worried about that. But that's why the NFL did it, so they can they, everybody watching it. But I'll tell you, man, that whole thing's going to be bad. What I say is, let Jacoby Brissett start. Why not? You're out of the playoffs anyway. You're four and seven. What's it gonna mean? Why not? Jacoby Brissett said, "I deserve to be a starter in the league." Give him one more start. Give Jacoby one more start and shock everybody. <laughs> then the accusers ain't going to the game. Ain't nobody doing. Ain't got nothing to talk about. Now ain't nobody got nothing to say. Cleveland should stick it to the NFL for changing that six game suspension. Whether it was right or wrong, I'm not getting into all that. Whether it was right or wrong, the NFL said we'll let a private person determine it. And it made it six games. And then they were like, nah, homie, nah, nah. We need y'all to make that something else. Not 10 games, not 12 games. We need you to make it 11 so it'll be right at Houston. NFL ain't slick. Stick it back to them, yo. Let Jacoby Brissett start. <laughs> I would love it. I would watch that more. <laughs> Just to hear people complaining about it. I would love it. Let me know what y'all think about that. Let me know what y'all think about that. Because I would love to hear that. So look, when I come back, when I come back, I'm going to talk about a couple other quarterbacks, some injuries with different players that are contenders that are making me worried. I mean, they should worry. Contenders need to be worried about this. And then we're going to talk about that wannabe $250 million guarantee man. Be right back. Relish on Sports Talk, episode 141. Can't believe Notre Dame got beat like that by USC. It's crazy. All right, we back. We back. We back. So, enemy number one, Aaron Rodgers. I've heard him complain all year. Complain, complain. Push the blame on other people all the time. Um, had a, all of a sudden he had a broken thumb, and the first time he had it taped up was 
Just his last game. Ain't nobody see that though. Broke. He's been playing with a broken thumb. Why ain't you wrapping it up then? Why until now? Because y'all keep losing and you're tired of answering questions. And then y'all played the Philadelphia Eagles. Y'all playing them tough. And I was worried because I had money. I'm like, yo, don't tell me that Aaron Rodgers is going to beat Philly. Oh, my goodness. Then all of a sudden Philly start pulling away. Da, da, da. Oh, now my ribs are hurt. I got cracked ribs. Oh, I can't come back in the game. I'm hurt. I can't play no more. Oh. Uh. So, I mean, why don't y'all just let them sit out and, like, let them get healed up for next year? Like, you can reboot and readjust everything, get new players, whatever, whatever. Aaron Rodgers said, nah, homie, nah. I'm playing next week. Guaranteed. He said, there's no chance I'm not playing. Why would he do that? He's complaining about everything else. This is your way out. Go sit down. Let them let them let them mess up some more. Whatever. Be like, <laughs> it ain't my fault they keep losing. <laughs> no. He said, I'm playing. Why would he do that? Oh, oh, kind of because what I said about Mike White, they're playing the Bears. First of all, he owns the Bears anyway. And this Bear team is like the Cubs. <laughs> they ain't even Bears, yo. So he's gonna go out there, have a phenomenal game, and probably throw three touchdowns. You probably won't even see nobody running the ball. He might throw it every play just to get his numbers up, stats up, whatever. So he can say, well, I can compare with, uh, you know, the MVP because look at my numbers. No, no. That's the that's, that's one reason why he wants to do it. Pad his stats, LeBron. Pad his stats. You know what I'm saying? And look good against whack teams. And this is why I've always been somebody that's like, I'm not a big stats guy as far as certain things because it's like, yeah, you can pad your stats against scrub teams. But it's not equal for everything else. Like Mike White. Yeah, your, your, your numbers look great against them. But Zach Wilson was out there playing the Bills and playing the Patriots and playing different teams and beating them and doing different things. You know what I mean? So everything's not always equal like that, yo. And that's what drives me crazy about stats and when people throw stats at your face all the time. And, like, it's the eye test, yo, when we look at you and tell. The other main reason is, I don't know if y'all remember, when Aaron Rodgers finally sat behind Brett Favre, whatever, whatever, Brett Favre wound up getting hurt in the game. Aaron Rodgers took over and showed that he had talent. The next year, Brett Favre was out. Jordan Love actually showed me something out there. Yo, he looked like he was in command. And it's the same uh, personnel that Aaron Rodgers had. But he looked like he was getting command of the offense. And he was coming back when the game was already out of reach. It looked like he was coming back and he looked comfortable, yo. He looked comfortable. Real comfortable. So... He don't want Jordan Love back on the field because Jordan Love's got one more year left. They're going to have to figure out contracts, what they're going to do. Are you going to franchise tag this young, unknown quarterback with a high pay? What are they going to do? He don't want Jordan Love back on the field. He's not stupid. He wants to be in control of everything because he's a narcissist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he don't want Jordan Love back on the field. But he looked good. Jordan Love's going to draw some interest from somebody. I hope it won't be like a Matt Flynn thing where he gets paid for that one game and then we know what happened after that. But, um, yeah, man. So, that's why you want to play. Because you're just trying to pad your stats and keep this dude off the field. On the other side of the ball, Justin Fields, why the hell you want to play anymore, dude? Your shoulder's all jacked up. You all beat down. Stop. Your season's over. Your leading receiver's out. Running backs are hurt. People's hurt. Your number one defense player's hurt. Sit down. You ain't got nothing to prove. Be ready for next year, dude. 
You don't need to be taking no extra hits and doing all this crazy stuff. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Trevor Simeon ain't gonna take your job, dude. <laughs> Trevor Simeon ain't taking nobody's job, homie. Sorry. Sorry. But so I think he's hurt and he needs to do that. Sit down. Other people that's hurt, then I'm this is what I want to talk about. The scary things about people being hurt. All these contenders, the Bills, everybody's picked. Josh Allen still ain't right, dude. I don't know if he's gonna get right before that. Now Von Miller, your your quarterback on the other side of the uh, other side of the ball. He says hopefully it's one game or whatever. But man, at that age, when you get to a certain age, the injuries hit you differently. You know what I mean? And I hope the best for Von Miller, whatever, whatever. He's still trying to throw out there. I hope Odell comes, whatever. That's just a distraction because you know that you're not that big Superman power that everybody thought you was at the beginning of the year. Injuries are definitely taking the toll. You ain't still ain't got white back. Your quarterback, you know what I'm saying? So it's getting kind of crazy. They're not scary anymore. And then we look at Philly. Ever since we beat them, they've been getting tested. They're not like blowing people out no more. It's, it's not like no big destruction. I mean, you win about one point against the Colts. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, man. It's been tight games. And now Garner Johnson just lacerated his kidney. He's leading the NFL in interceptions. Good corner, good corner as far as the defense goes with Philly. That you know what I mean? They stop all the wide receivers. Lacerated kidney. How long is he gonna be out for? I don't know, man. I don't know. They haven't been destroying people. When you look at Philly, they look a little different. Jalen Hurts still looks good, but as a team, things just don't look as solid as it was. I still think they're the front runner for the NFC. Still, of course, but. Oh uh, no! Another team that can battle them, which I already said, I think is gonna be the NFC Championship game, is the 49ers. But Debo's back, but he still don't look the same. Eli Mitchell just now got hurt again. CMC's always getting hurt. Kittle has a history of getting hurt. Jimmy G got something wrong with his foot now. Y'all talking about bringing back Kevin Coleman to run the rock this week? I think that NFC door is starting to creep open a little bit, and I think that's why everybody wants OBJ to go to Dallas. To see if that can build that up for them to get through there. Because Tampa Bay, I mean, I just can't see it. I thought that they were going to make a run. Nope. The Vikings, I, I just don't know about their secondary. So, the NFC's doors open. Let us get up in there. Ooh. We got Heineke, doesn't he? What's that going to do? But he almost, uh, I ain't going to get to it. But the big one, the big one, Tommy's boy, Lamar Jackson, again, left practice, quad injury. Dude, he's been battling injuries all year, it seems like. All year, and he was injured last year. This is why the organization is scared to give him that $250 million guarantee. You can't give him $250 million, $250 million guaranteed. You can't. This style of athlete, you can't give that to him. You can't. And there's nothing against him. He is dynamic. He's 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 the, the video game. He's everything. But just look at his body wear and tear. He runs the ball. Eventually, this is going to add up to him, and you can't give him $250 million. I'm sorry, dude. Like, he sh- I feel like he should have done something else. And now to make it even worse, you didn't had a vulgar tweet after the game. You, you dogging the person that had the tweet talking about, you probably didn't even smell the football field. And then you had an anti-gate phrase after that? Why is that not being talked about? It seemed like 
the public want to comment on anything that might be. But he had an anti-gay phrase. Kyrie Irving, y'all ready to lock him up if Kyrie Irving says something. Kyrie Irving says something, put a video or a movie up there. Oh, what are you trying to say, Kyrie? What are you trying to say? You quick to jump on that. This dude put it on Twitter and left it there for a while. He didn't instantly delete it. He left it there on purpose like, I'm going to leave it there. Then ultimately he did. I guess probably the coaches and everybody got involved with that. But where's his punishment at for that? And speaking of his coaches, the Ravens are supposed to be this team that's supposed to be one of these watch out for him in the playoffs. Dude, you've lost three games with fewer than 15 seconds left in the game. I'm tired of hearing about how great Coach Harbaugh is. I think he is a good coach. I really do. Nothing bad about him at all, but these games, three of these games and these blown leads and all these different things, that's the coach. I'm sorry. You're the head coach. You're responsible for all this time management and adjustments and decisions. He gets a pass. Why? Why does he keep getting passes? I guess we'll bring that up on the Raw show. Why does he keep getting passes? When I see so many other coaches get banged and burnt down for way less. I don't know. Jeff Saturday just gets hired off the street. Trent Dilfer just got hired. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. To coach, what is it? UAB or something. No high school experience. No nothing experience. Just whatever. Whatever. I mean, hey. Whatever. But Harbaugh has to be evaluated too. I mean, how long can you just let that slide? How long can you deal with never getting potential? Never reaching where you should? Sure, the organization doesn't help by giving them enough talent, but I'm scared they're going to ruin this dude's career. I'm scared they're going to ruin his career and not pay him enough. I'm just worried about that, man. I've said this before. Well, no. So, when we come back, when we come back, I'm going to get my um, Thursday night pickums against the spread, fantasy studs. And who's going to win and why, who is important for. And then I'm going to end with a Terrell's thought about primetime Deion Sanders. We'll be right back. Red Lesson Sports Talk, episode 141. Let the dogs out. Watson's coming. Kid, yeah, baby. Man, I'll tell you. This flu bug or whatever's going around is kicking people's butts, man. I hope everybody's feeling okay. Um, yeah, man. I know a lot of people are getting ill. I'm one of them, kind of. Uh, but we're going to finish now. Welcome back. Red Lizzo Sports Talk, episode 141. Finishing it up. Thursday night football. Tomorrow, the, those bills we talked about and all the injuries, they going into Foxborough against the genius coach. This is go. This is one of those games that make you nervous because I think it's a must win for both. The Bills are eight and three. You got the you got the Chiefs nine and two. Dolphins eight and three. Jets seven and four. I think they have to be one of these higher seeds. You don't want to be one of these lower seeds playing one of these top dogs in the first round of the playoffs. You need to keep up there. Be close enough to get that one seed if you can. 
I don't know, and the Patriots. Yeah, right now y'all six and five, whatever. Them charges are coming. Charges are getting healthier. Six and five. Those Bengals are seven and four. And I think the Bengals are gonna wind up taking over the division over the Ravens. I really do. It says the Bills are giving up three and a half on the road and the over under is forty three and a half. <coughs> I'ma take the Bills. I think Josh Allen will not allow himself to lose. But would I be surprised? No. That's how crazy it is. But I would take the Bills and I would take the over forty three. I think the Bills are I think the Patriots are scoring more points than what I what I ever thought they would be and they showed it off. Then again it was against Minnesota's lackluster defense too. But I would go over to forty three and a half and I would take the Bills with three and a half. Uh, my prop bet I would take uh Ramon Dre Stevenson, anytime touchdown. Damian Harris is not gonna play. Um, you can run, especially Von Miller's not out there. He runs hard. He runs hard like Lawrence Maroney and Marion Barber type dudes back in the day. Um, I think Stevenson gets in the touchdown. I mean, he can catch it also, so he can catch it in too. So I think that's my prop bet. Stevenson, anytime touchdown. Bills cover three and a half over the 43 and a half. Lock it in and make some money. All right, my final thing, my Terrell's thought. Deion Prime Tom Sanders. Deion Sanders, um, I mean, he's had an amazing career, life, whatever you want to call it. Um, went to HBCUs, which was proud, which is awesome, doing different things and all this going on. But I was always weary of intentions. Not saying that he's not doing good things, making it noticeable for HBCUs, but now you hear all the teams, all the schools offering him jobs and all this, and now he tells all his recruits, I'm going to let y'all know by, what is it, tomorrow or the next day or something. And it just makes me like, man, is it all about you? What's going to happen when you leave? Jackson State's going to go back to being what they were? What kind of footprint is there for them to keep keep moving forward? Like, what what is done? What is done? You put names on the back of the jerseys. You probably got that sponsored from the from whoever you're with, Adidas and Nike or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. I just wish that he would have finished what he he <laughs> seemed like he was trying to do. Um, because he's always in the paper, always in the news, doing all these things. I know Eddie George is out there at Tennessee State. And I don't hear a chirp out of them. A chirp out of him. He lets the cameras come out there to the school. Recording people, recording everywhere. So these students out here got cameras on. Who is that for? Who is that for? That's for you. That's for you. These HBCU schools, they need this money. They need these donations. They need that publicity. They need these things. And you doing it for you. You already got all these things. It just it just makes me, I don't know, it just makes me feel kind of weird about it. I'm not hating on them. I mean, do, do what you got to do. Whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? You came and brought your son there. Y'all had success, yeah, because you got the recruits. Because why? You're Deion Sanders. You can do that. And that's cool. And that's why a school would want you. Which I don't know why Florida State didn't try to get him. But a school would want you, and I understand that. But, like, do something before you go and leave a lasting memory to help HBCU schools elevate. The one concept of having the playoffs between FCS schools and HBCU. CU schools as bowl games. Love it. Love it. I love having the uh, 
HBCU. Uh, what did they have it like the NFL like draft, whatever you know, whatever, whatever you know what I'm talking about. Helping do stuff like that. That's great. That's super great, man. I love all that. But what's gonna happen when you leave Jackson State? When they name something after you, that's it. Do you have programs in place to help fund these schools and help and help with the higher education, the higher learning? Did your son get a scholarship there? When you're prime time Deion Sanders, did that take away from somebody else that could have been our next president or something? And I'm not trying to sound like that. I'm just, it just, he just rubs me a certain way because it's, I feel like it's always about him. But when you're prime time and you tell everybody you're prime time from the jump, what do you expect? I appreciate it. That was my Terrell's rant for the day. Uh, thank y'all again for watching on YouTube, listening on Anchor and Spotify, Tommy with the Facebook page. Be ready next week, my man. My man, Corn. Hope you're ready, Corn. And then, Jackie, we go get it. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. It's going to be a fun show because he's full of energy like me. So it's going to be banging off the meat rack, like my boy Dave would say. You know what I mean? Thank y'all, guys. Brothers of Sports Talk, episode 141. See y'all next time. 195 subscribers. I need 200 before the Friday show. Let's go.